Hello, please leave a message after the tone. You probably let that old bastard put it up your slut whore ass. Get ready to be my doormat. You're gonna learn the hard way, bitch. Watch your fucking back. Think you're smart, you piece of fucking trash. I'll slice you up and put you in a bag just like that little bitch. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. What you're listening to is just a fraction of the attention I've been getting. To say the least, we've got someone's attention. So now that we have it, let's get to it. We're attempting to find out what happened at Great Times Amusements, and this is Episode 3. Hey, Kevin. Are you okay? I never heard back from you last night. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking and checking in. You want to tell me what happened? I'm not quite sure. Of what? Of just, I don't know, everything, I guess. Last night was bizarre. Like, downright fucking weird. Try me. I was at the library. I wanted to get some detail around effigies, what they are, how they're used, you know, some history. Why did you send me there? I don't recall sending you anywhere. I just gave you some leads. True. But still, why them? I mean, the EFI. They're connected here. James' mention of the rabbit head and Cap's mention of it, you knew. I knew as much about the EFI as you did before meeting James. He really likes you. I couldn't get so much as a two-minute phone conversation. Wait, is that why you sent me? What I mean is, why did you give me his info? Because you knew he'd like me? I'll admit, that may have had something to do with it. Krista, what you're doing here with this podcast, with everything, is dangerous. You have to know this. You're right. It's dangerous. And I'm not upset about why you gave me James's info. Just want a heads up is all. Fair enough. What else about James? I'd like to know more about him. Has he tried to contact you? Not directly. I mean, I'm not exactly sure, to be honest. But I think last night might have had something to do with him. Where were you again? At the library. I wanted to do some research on effigies. Strange, though. Every time I went to get a book on the subject, it was gone. Checked out? No, just gone. Even one of the librarians was confused. She said the books were not showing up as checked out. I thought, could someone be doing the same research? Someone was there, and they knew what you were doing. Exactly. I'm almost positive our phones are tapped. But being followed, too? The only person who knew I was at the library was my mom. And I told her about effigies and all that the last time we spoke on the phone. Sounds like they beat you to it. Yeah, but I had a feeling they were still there when I was. There was a lady, real pale, 
black, stringy hair. God, she gave me the creeps. I thought she was following me. Then she just disappeared. But that's not the thing I was weirded out by. It's when I got home. I mean, not more than five minutes, I get a knock. And standing there was a man. His clothes were all dirty. I thought he was a homeless guy. He just stood there. There was an envelope in his hand that he dropped. Man, did he smell bad. And there was something else. His eyes. I know this may sound weird, but they were really white. I thought he was blind. I asked if he needed help, but he just stood there. I started freaking out, so I shut the door and listened. I looked back into the peephole, and he was gone. Just like that. I opened the door, and the envelope was on the ground. I took it. What was inside? It was this. I'm going to hold it in front of the camera. Do you know what that is? I was hoping you could tell me. It's Latin, Krista. It's the symbol for death. Krista Hendrickson. Hi, Krista? Yes? My name is Marianne Dobson. I'm an acquaintance of your friend Kevin, Kevin Schneider. Kevin gave me your number. I hope that's okay. Perfectly fine. Do you have a quick minute to chat? I have a few questions I'd like to ask. As long as you agree to this conversation being on the record. I'm counting on it. What you're now listening to is a surprise phone call from Special Agent Marianne Dobson, or perhaps Denise, or Sarah, maybe even Judy Fuller. But now was not the time to assume anything. It was best to just assume I was talking with Marianne Dobson. Let's get back to my phone call. Great. What can I answer? Who do you think benefits from recording a private phone conversation for the world to hear? Which conversation are you referring to? All of them. Nothing's ever recorded without some kind of agreement between the two parties involved. Except for my call with Kevin. Your business with Kevin is between you two. I have my own agreements with him. If he gives me something to use, I'm assuming it's been cleared. You are aware that it's within my authority to cease all recorded communications you've collected regarding this. Regarding what? You know exactly what I'm referring to. You're welcome to everything I've got. I'd actually love to meet with you and discuss it. In person. You really have no idea what you're dealing with, do you? You're right. I don't. Maybe you can help me figure it out. I'm just calling you as a courtesy. Courtesy? Yes. 
Leave this alone. Like your friend Kevin, you're out of your league. So is that a no on a face-to-face meeting? On second thought, maybe we should meet. Okay. When? I'll be in touch. Shortly after this call, I received an email from Special Agent Dobson with her intention to set up a formal meeting. As per her instruction, I would receive another message with a date and location. Nothing has come through yet, though. I decided to check in with Kevin about this call. He did give her my info, after all. I'm curious as to when they talked and why he didn't mention this before. How did your call with Dobson go? You know? Yes. So when did you speak with her? I didn't. How did she get my info? A few days ago, I got a call from Judy Fuller, who was very, very upset. At what? A few things, but mostly the suggestion that she may be involved in her own daughter's disappearance. But we haven't said or aired anything yet. I have a feeling she somehow knows more. You said yourself that these calls may be tapped. Didn't your interview with Cardinal James get hacked? That's true. And now you're saying that she's not really Judy Fuller? If she's listening, then her tone makes sense. It's interesting that you would get a call from Agent Dobson. Why is that? I've never shared your direct contact information with Dobson, but I have with Judy. Should we stop? I've been following this trail for a long time regarding Amanda Fuller and others like her. This is the closest I've come to anything resembling an answer. Others like her? There's others. But Amanda is the key. She's the latest in a long history of older cases, ones that date back to the 60s. Amanda's case was just last year, after almost a decade of silence. What does this mean? It means that the powers that be are still hungry. For what? During my career, I've seen a lot of cases, but there are some that are not the everyday variety. Like Amanda. I think beyond Amanda being abducted, she was collected for a purpose. Just like an effigy. Exactly. That's fucked up. Well, that's one way to put it. A few years ago, I was introduced to a guy, a freelancer, This person uncovered something that has similarities to what happened with you, with your visitor. That man that dropped the note? Yes. This person I'm talking about described exactly what you experienced. Dirty, smelly, homeless even. Emotionless with wide or cloudy eyes. Came to you with a purpose to deliver a message. As if told to do it. Under some kind of control. A follower? A creation. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. My attempt to contact Cardinal James of the EFI has been nothing but disconnected numbers and mailer demons. The fact that James simply disappeared after the last episode 
Not to mention half of our interview literally wiped from my hard drive has me at a loss. Kevin, on the other hand, is making ground. What you're about to hear is the phone call between him and Judy Fuller. It seems besides her anger towards this investigation, she's still willing to talk. This is Kevin. It's Judy. Hello there. How are you doing? How dare you ask me that? What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. I hired you for a specific purpose. And what do you do? You turn around and get that little bitch involved. Hold on. Who are you referring to? <sighs> Don't act dumb. You know who I'm referring to. Since when did I ever give the okay to talk about this? With anyone? You can't expect me to conduct an investigation without talking to people about it. Plus, I've never given up any of our private phone calls. Telling the whole world what happened to my little girl won't help a thing. You have no idea what this is like. I lost my daughter. She's gone. Forever. If there's anything I can do. There is. Give her this conversation. Let the world know that I miss my beautiful little bunny rabbit. Even though Kevin and I have decided to use new cell phones and Skype accounts, I still feel we're compromised. I've decided to head back to the last known address of Evelyn Denise Robertson. I have nothing specific in mind other than to shake the tree, so to speak. You again. What do you want? I don't mean to bother. I just want to ask a few more questions. I got no answers for you. I already told you I don't know anyone you're talking about. You recording this again? Yes. That's great. Invading people's privacy. I gotta get that. I'll wait. Meet me in half hour, that fancy place on Main. Krista. Yes. Did she answer? No. What time did you call? At exactly 10.15, like you I asked. It's gotta be her. We're meeting for coffee. I'm on my way there now. I don't have to tell you, but be careful. I will. Remember, if she listened to our calls, then she already knows who we suspect her to be. And if we're right about that, She's got more people at her disposal. Got it. I'll be at the Panera on Main, just in case someone needs to know. You're probably wondering what that was about. I had Kevin call Agent Mary Ann Dobson at exactly 10.15 this morning. Was it a coincidence that this woman's phone rang at the exact same time? Possible but I have a feeling I'm headed to not only meet Agent Dobson, 
Judy Fuller, and Evelyn Denise Robertson, among others, but also perhaps the beast itself, at a Panera, no less. I'm sitting with, what do you want to be called? You can call me Marla. Yeah, Marla. Okay, Marla, you've agreed to be recorded and have our conversation on record, correct? I get this free latte and this breakfast sandwich. You can record whatever the hell you want. You do realize this will be aired on my podcast? Yup. Let's start. Why did you want to meet here? Was it really because of the free food? Of course it was. I can't afford this place. Let's try something different. How do you know Evelyn Denise Robertson? Never, never met her. So you know her. What did I just say? But you know of her? What? What if I said maybe? I'd ask how. <laughs> You're so hard up for something. I could tell you anything at this point and you'd believe me. Try me. I, I already told you. I, I don't know anyone you're looking for. And you got until I finish this sandwich before we're done here. Fair enough. Tell me about when you moved into your apartment. Where do you want to know? Was the place empty when you moved in? How long have you been there? Not long. About how long, exactly? Oh, I don't know. Two years? Two years? Wait, three? Three years? No, no more. more like four years. Don't be, don't be dumb. It, it's, been, it's been a year. Can I ask you a serious question? Shoot. Who am I speaking with right now? That's a stupid question. So, you're Marla? The fuck's Marla? It is such a pretty name. I wish my mother thought of that. Crazy bitch. Do you still talk to your mother? What does that matter? You got about two bites left. Have you ever heard of something called the EFI? Why are you smiling? One bite left. Why did you do this to Amanda? Ask her mother. And with that, she was gone. I've since went back to her apartment, but it's now empty. Whomever this person is, she's on the move. But the question remains to where? Or maybe the next question should be, with whom? If these next series of exchanges I'm about to play to you are any indication, I already know. 
Hello, Krista. Cardinal James? That's correct. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well, thank you for asking. I was wondering when we'd be in touch again. Oh, and what makes you say that? Well, you kind of disappeared on me. I apologize. Sometimes in my line of work it's necessary to... How should I say this? Reset? Especially after some visibility. By visibility, do you mean our interview? And other things. Like what? Oh, just other things. Okay. I have a question. Did you know that half of our interview was wiped from my hard drive? It sounds like you're inferring that I had something to do with this. Did you? I'm disappointed you feel this way. That's not a no. I refuse to answer. I have no reason to do this. Okay. Then I'd like to continue what we had talked about here on this call, for the record. Are you saying that this conversation is being recorded? I record everything. If you don't mind, I would rather this conversation stayed private. You know I can't guarantee that. Well? Just debating on if I should continue, you know, in spite of you being so untruthful to me. What's that supposed to mean? Quite simply, you lied to me. When we met, I was under the impression that you had a genuine interest in our organization, but that's not truthful, is it? You're wrong. I do have an interest in the EFI. And you. That's 100% true. Ah, but a little birdie told me that your program is about a missing girl. When we set up our meeting, you mentioned none of this. I'm afraid you're going to paint us in a not-so-favorable light. Is that why you wiped my hard drive? That's disappointing. Okay, then let's set the record straight right here, right now. During the latter part of our interview, did you not talk about an organization called The Rabbit? And did you not talk about how this organization at one time owned and operated a series of carnivals? For the record, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why did you bring this up during our interview? It had nothing to do with the EFI. Were you trying to tell me something? For the record, I have no recollection of us talking about this. So you're saying we never discussed this? Never discussed how at one time there were members at the EFI who once worked for this organization? How your father felt that they were the future of the EFI? I recall my discussion with you regarding the future of our organization in the simplest of terms. None of this rabbit business. That's just not true. Prove it. How long have you known Evelyn Denise Robertson? What about Judy Fuller? And was that you taking all the books at the library that day? <sighs> my dear friend Krista... Sometimes there are things that take hold and never let go. You become numb to yourself, numb to everything around you, just so you could find answers. You lose control, and you've lost control of this, haven't you? I disagree. Believe me when I say, you have. You just don't realize it quite yet. Tell me what you know about Great Times Amusements. Goodbye, Krista, and feel free to use this conversation however you see fit. James, hold on. Despite our versions of the truth, I'd still like to keep in contact with you.
James? Hello? Hey, Kevin. Hello. You look tired. Didn't get much sleep last night. Did you get the files I sent? I did. And it's a lot to take in. I'm still going over it all. But I'm mostly curious about your call with Cardinal James. You never told me about what you two discussed on that deleted section of the interview. I know the organization he's referring to. Cat made mention of it when we talked about how old the rides were, remember? That some of them still have the old rabbit logo? But why would James' mention of this be interesting to you? When the rabbit organization was running parks, James would have been an infant. He's not speaking of it firsthand. Then his father must have told him about it. But I'm curious to know how his father got so connected with them if he had headed up the EFI at the time. Didn't James say it's been passed down to him? But he also said that the EFI is its current form. Could it have been called something else? Like the rabbit. That's an odd name for an established religion. Maybe it had no name, and they adopted the rabbit head image as their badge. I can't find anything regarding a rabbit organization or anything related to carnivals. There's nothing. I think you're spot on. It's an unofficial name. What does it represent, I wonder? Maybe an early version of what would become the EFI. What happened with that case? It's still cold to this day. Kevin, we have a woman who may be four different people. A guy who runs a church that creates and uses effigies for God knows what. An ex-carnival employee that found an arm in a trash bag. And a fucking zombie that showed up at my door. What the fuck? It is strange, isn't it? That's an understatement. I'm concerned about something the Cardinal said to you. About losing control. Believe it or not, I've investigated cases much more bizarre than this. Lots of them. There are certain instances where I did lose control, and I didn't even know it. I don't want this to happen to you. So you agree with James? You think I'm losing control? Not at all. But there's always that possibility. You think we're safe? We're not safe. I'm still trapped at that fair. And now you are too. Cap, no one knows where you are. You're wrong. They know. They're here, everywhere. Cap, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> Nothing's okay. They know things. They can see things. We can't control things. Control what things? Dark things. What you're listening to is the continuation of Kevin's interview with Jerry Cappuccino. As I mentioned before, Kevin has been sending me these in pieces. I suspect there is more from what I'm sharing with you here. I can only hope he decides to share the rest. Now, let's get back to the interview. What do you mean, dark things? That's what I said. Dark things. Things. You're going to have to explain this. 
After I saw that truck in front of the house, I started thinking about my next moves. I knew it had to be, I don't know, unpredictable or something. So I went back to the fair. You did what? I went back. I thought, just turn the tables. Watch them instead of them watching me. It would be the last thing they'd expect, right? Who would be stupid enough to do that? And after a few months, I could disappear for good. How? I don't know, just being nearby, you know, spying or something. I knew how to live on the road, hitch rides and all that. I knew the fare schedule for the next six months, where they'd be. If I stayed close, they couldn't find me and maybe give up looking. It was worth a shot. I mean, they already flexed their muscle. It was time for me to flex mine. So that night, I headed back. Where were they? Texas, down by the border, by Browns something. Brownsville? Yeah, close to it. Maybe it was, I'm not sure. But it was like almost on the border. How far would you say? I'd say like 50, 100 yards maybe. Thought it was a weird place for a setup, you know, so close, but people still came. If I were to show you a map, could you point out where you were? I could try. I'm now showing Mr. Capucino a city map of Brownsville, Texas. Cap, can you point out where you were, or your best guess? I'd say we were right around here. Mr. Capucino is pointing to an area south of San Pedro Mission, also near Casa Nuevo Elementary School. I remember seeing a school, I think. Yeah, it was nearby. Maybe a few miles south. I was hoping to get there before they did. Did you? Yep. Just barely. I looked around town and found a place to camp out until they got there. When did they arrive? That night. They usually show up to a site late, then set up early the next morning. Did you just sit around and watch them? Basically. I kept some distance. Hung out around the area. I made sure not to get too close. Funny thing, I didn't see the truck with the rabbit head. And I started to get paranoid. Like they was already watching me. But then, like the second day, it showed up. I saw it parked in the lot. Where did you think it had been? Looking for me, probably. I felt a little calmer. That I had the upper hand. So I decided to get closer. I wish I hadn't. Why? Cap, why? The last night they was there, I waited till the fair closed, then hid by a few dumpsters. I watched them shut down. After they finished, I waited another few hours then went inside. I wasn't a few feet in that I saw them. Those guys again in the gas mask. And Denise was there talking with someone. A man. I've never seen him before. What did he look like? Could you see him? Younger guy. Tall. Had long hair pulled back into a ponytail. Weird looking dude. Weird? How? Like, I don't know. Just weird. His face was long. Big nose. Bushy eyebrows. I'm going to show Mr. Capucino a photo. Is this the man you saw? 
That's him. On a scale of one... It was dark, but I say an eight. That's him. Mr. Cappuccino has identified Cardinal James Kramer of the EFI. The what? The EFI. It stands for the Effigies for Ignatius. What's that? A cult. As they were talking, the other guys were loading some bags into a trailer. Where were you that you saw all this? Under one of the rides, the spinner. Sometimes I'd chill under there and have lunch. I had a clear view. Could you hear them? A little. Something about a delivery date or something like that. Those bags they were loading? I had a feeling what was in them. I had to know what they were doing. After they left, I waited another hour, then went to that trailer. I had to know. I climbed up again to go in, but then someone got in the cab and fired it up. It started moving. And you were still on top? I laid on my stomach and tried to get a grip. He was moving out the fair onto a road. Did you jump off? I couldn't. I, I just held on. It wasn't but 15, 20 minutes before he stopped. Where? A truck stop. The guy got out of the cab. They was gassing up. I slipped off the side and dropped down. I dipped beside under the semi and saw the truck with the rabbit head. It pulled up to the trailer. They opened it and put the bags into the back. It was a handoff. Did you see who it was in that truck? Yeah. The man from the fair. The one who looked like a cop. He was the one following me. He drove off down the side road from the truck stop. What did you do? I started walking that way to follow him. I was mad. I had to know what's going on. Where did you think he was going? He went to Mexico. What Happened at Great Times Amusements is a production of Tainted Productions. Created by M. Leonard and Vaughn Gray. Produced by Vaughn Gray. Screenplays by M. Leonard. Original score by Sense Delete. Starring in alphabetical order, Eric Bond as Cardinal James. The Quan Chambers as Jerry Cap Cappuccino. Janae Hirsch as Krista Hendrickson. Heidi Kaplan as Agent Marianne Dobson. And James Molina as Kevin. What Happened at Great Times Amusements was recorded at Albion Sound Studios in Mesa, Arizona.